Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people teach others lessons they won't forget. And in this episode, guys, it's all about horrible Karen bosses getting what they deserve. Your favorite. I hope you enjoy the super satisfying stories. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, you can link or send your post to this email right here. This boss has since been fired, which makes this story so much sweeter. But this man was a grade A jerk while he was there. The guy would fire people who's been there for years over petty stuff, constantly reminding people that he was their boss. The guy also asked me to do nonsense work, and when I questioned it, he just said he was in charge. He threatened to fire me multiple times for being disobedient. Luckily, I was trained to do a job that only three people were trained to do, and the coworker he fired was one of them. Anyways, one day, he called everyone for a meeting about the dress code, and he said there were people not tucking their shirts in, which, whatever, I always had my shirt tucked in, so I thought I'd get left alone for a day. But no, he comes over with the dress code printed out, and he says we have to talk. I asked what was up, since I had a tucked-in button-up on. He said that my undershirt was light gray, and the rules say it has to be white or navy blue, and I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. So I looked through the company rules, and it says you can have two top buttons undone, and if an undershirt's worn, it must be white or blue. The key word is if. So the next day, I come in without an undershirt and the two top buttons undone. And I forgot to mention, I'm a hairy, hairy man. I spent 10 minutes before work in the bathroom with a comb, fluffing up my thick chest hair so it was poofing out like an Italian mobster. I then sat directly across from him at the meeting, and I kept leaning forward. The boss looked visibly uncomfortable, and after the meeting, I saw him frantically looking through the rulebook. He must have not found anything, because he never mentioned it again. He told me I can wear light gray shirts after a week of doing this. Oh boy, I've read too many stories of people letting positions of power go to their heads, getting taught lessons, guys, and it's always so satisfying. And the image of OP just fluffing up his chest hair in the bathroom before work every day is hilarious. And since we're on the topic of bosses demanding dress codes, this next one is equally amazing. So in my early 20s, I started working as a phlebotomist, drawing blood in a large hospital. I had just moved, and I knew no one, and I also didn't know the area slash city. I worked evening shift, and after completing the training, I was put on my normal shift with my fellow co-workers, who were to my surprise all my age or younger. We became fast friends. They were great people. So fast forward a year, our shift is the busiest shift for stat draws and traumas in the ER. The pace is tough, but we're great friends, and we handle it and help each other out a lot. All the hospital staff for the most part know us and love us for our hard work and professionalism. Enter a new boss who we'll call Karen. She solely works day shifts and she has no idea what it's like on our ship. She loves to nitpick about silly things and she doesn't feel like she's accomplishing anything unless she's telling you where you're wrong and how you can improve. Our shift is three guys and one girl. We all dress in scrubs with a t-shirt underneath. 
We usually wear any kind of t-shirts, as long as you can see a solid color and it matches and looks okay. Karen one day notices, and she reminds us all that the handbook specifically says that our undershirts have to be white, and that with colored undershirts, we are very unprofessional. That's when I make a remark about all the crazy colored, slash printed, slash graphics of the scrub tops that nurses wear on the day shift, and how I don't think that having our undershirts are any more unprofessional than a Spongebob scrub top. Karen explicitly says that they're permitted in the handbook, but our undershirts were not, and we'd better fix it as soon as possible. And the next person to show up to work without a white undershirt will be sent home, and can stay home. So later that night, I have a solid idea, and I propose it to my awesome evening shift cohorts. Let's all go out and buy white undershirts, along with the most outrageous and ridiculous scrub tops we can find. My idea is praised, and we all go shopping after work. The next day, we meet in the parking lot, and we all walk in together. My buddy Jonas is sporting a black scrub top covered in vivid red smooching lips. Will is looking very professional in a white top with strawberry cartoon images all over, and I'm wearing a baby blue and pink Dora the Explorer scrub top, all with white undershirts. We walk in, and there's lots of laughing and yelling as we draw a crowd in the lab, and in walks Karen. Karen's face turns red as we proudly display our commitment to professionalism and our 100% handbook dress code compliant outfits. Karen mutters a thank you, and she scurries off to consult and basically tattle to the director, who's just awesome by the way. The director just laughs and says, well, you won Karen, they're compliant. So yeah, we became famous all across the hospital for our malicious compliance, and we occasionally wore our fun scrubs to work for the rest of our time together. It was great times. Oh my goodness, guys, that must have been a sight to see. Both Karen's face and OP and the gang in those scrub tops. And honestly, in my opinion, any solid colored undershirts under a scrub is much more professional than a scrub top covered in red smooching lips. But that's just me. But how ridiculous, right? Getting in trouble for wearing an undershirt the wrong color. And I have to add, guys, that director is a gem. They get it. So recently, a machine at the grocery store I worked in malfunctioned. It was a machine that takes the bottles that have a deposit fee on them. The machine couldn't scan bottles, so customers would not get their money back. A customer told me about it, so I told my manager. My manager then told me that I should take care of it because he was on break, and that the customers came to me. So I told the customer that I couldn't help her and that she needed to come back some other time when it was fixed. My manager then said that handling things in that way was also not acceptable. And that's when I started to get infuriated, so I decided to go back and do the work that I was supposed to do. Customers kept on coming to me with the same problem, so I went back to the manager, who literally yells at me and says, You are at work. When customers complain to you, it's your problem. So I told my coworkers about it. They told me that that's happened before and that a mechanic was required to fix the problem. My manager got angry at me because I told him this, asking me why I couldn't solve problems at work. The guy told me that I would need to find a solution to the problem or I would get fired. And that's when I started thinking what I could do to fix it, but I couldn't figure it out since I work at a grocery store stocking shelves as a 17-year-old who's never fixed anything like this. And that's when my stubborn side took over. So I decided to fix the problem my way. I took a broom and I punched a hole in the seal that keeps the bottles from falling down. And then I put a plastic bag on the other side of the machine for the bottles to fall into. 
And that's when my manager lost it and told me that I need to fix it in a better way right now. So I put the plastic bag in his hands and told the 12 customers that were waiting in line for the machine to work to give the bottles to my manager and he would take care of it. The manager then screamed at me and sent me home. The guy was raging and yelling at everyone. The next day, I had to work again, and the mechanic was there to fix it. He told me I made the situation with the machine way worse, but he laughed when he heard the story about my manager. And that's when I learned that my manager got fired by his boss an hour after I left for losing his cool, and that I handled the situation very well. To this day, I still wonder what story was told to the boss, but I still have my job, and the manager is long gone. Good riddance, guys, is all I can say. Like, that man didn't deserve to be a manager at all. And I'm pretty sure he was just an a-hole boss who decided to pick on OP, looking for a reason to fire the poor kid. But little did he know, he'd end up losing his job that day. Like, it's not hard to tell your employee to put up a sign that says, out of order, and then call the person who fixes it. Simple, right? You'd think. I worked for a water company for 25 years, and I was one of the most productive repair crews. That is, until the new manager, who, let's call him Mr. Numbnuts, started. We had a monthly rota where you're on call for one week in four, for emergency repairs out of hours. So on the day in question, I started work at 7.30am on Friday, and I finished work at 3.15am Saturday morning. So a pretty long shift. I get to work Tuesday morning, and I get called into the office by Mr. Numbnuts, and informed that according to my vehicle tracker, I had left the yard at 3.12am, and not 3.15am, which is an attempt to defraud the company and that I should be fired. As you can imagine, I was absolutely fuming at this level of BS. I told him at the time I was covered in mud and sweat and I just wanted to get home after completing a monster shift for the company. And he was genuinely making a fuss over three minutes. He said he was making me aware that I could be fired for it. So cue the malicious compliance. I said that if we're going to be this petty, you can take me off the emergency contact list for extra coverage and I won't be starting 20 minutes early each day either. I'll now be clocking in at exactly 7.30am, and I'll be heading out the door at exactly 5.30pm. No deviation whatsoever, and you can explain to your boss why productivity is down, and you're struggling to get coverage for emergencies. We'll then see how important your three minutes are when they're costing the company money. Little did I realize at the time, but the guy's job was bonus related and linked to our productivity, which tanked after that because all the other gangs followed my lead. Three weeks go by, with an absolute crap show in customer service complaints, about their work not being carried out in a timely manner. My productivity dropped from 7 jobs per day down to 4, and Mr. Numbnuts gets called in by his boss to try to explain what the F is going on and the guy tries to spin some BS story that I'd turn all the guys against him for no reason, and this was the result, and that I needed to be fired. Little did he know that I'd actually trained his boss when he first started 15 years before, when he wanted to come out and find out what we do and experience how hard the job is. He surprised me by working a full month on the repair cruise before going back to the office. Anyhow, the boss calls me in to find out what's really going on. So I explained how he used the tracker to monitor what time I left the yard, and that I left three minutes early after finishing the job because I was absolutely beat after working a shift from hell on call. In conclusion, the manager was fired for misuse of the tracking system, because it's only supposed to be used for emergencies and not monitoring.
Guys, I do not understand that boss's deal at all. Like, three minutes or not, OP completed the task for the day. Like, is there a difference in waiting three minutes doing nothing versus leaving right away? New managers really need to learn not to mess with veteran employees. Like, talk about a plan backfiring on the boss, though, because that power move turned into an out-of-power move for the guy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I worked as a housekeeper at a small local hotel. At the beginning, when I started three years ago, things were pretty peachy. I got paid above minimum wage, and I worked in an environment with a much more relaxed working pace. We had more time than your average hotel to clean rooms, and it showed in customer satisfaction. We had stellar reviews, with customers raving how there wasn't a speck of dust anywhere. How anything from the lampshades to the bathroom drain was always scrubbed squeaky clean. I loved my job and took pride in it, and when we had extra time, we would do some deeper cleaning. Like scrubbing all the walls inch by inch, disinfecting the whole bathroom, cleaning the blinds, etc. Even though we all had some extra time, we used it to make sure the rooms were always up to a very high standard. As a result of this, we got a reputation of being affordable, but a very clean hotel, so our popularity spiked. Even before we got so popular, our boss made a pretty nice amount of money. We don't have a reception, we're self-service, so he saved money with that. The guy drives an expensive car, and he seems very well off. We were never struggling financially. And that's when things start changing. We're a very close-knitted team of cleaners who've been in the house for years. A couple of us left at the end of last year, and we started expecting newcomers to our team, but they never came. Our boss claimed that it's hard to find workers for this kind of job. We never had anyone interviewed, and we never saw ads anywhere that were hiring, so I'm not sure he was even planning on replacing them. So of course, our work pace got tighter. We managed somehow, but there was no longer time for thorough cleaning. And then, the boss opened a restaurant, so the guests could have breakfast. Cleaning it daily got added to our workload, and that place is massive. It takes at least an hour and a half to clean it daily. At the same time, he also opened a separate Airbnb-style apartment, for larger groups who wanted to reside together. Cleaning that fell on us as well, so suddenly, we were down two people, and we were shoved two massive new responsibilities. We asked our boss again to hire more people, but he said no, that we've been having it too easy beforehand. He also refused to add another hour or two to our daily working hours, which were currently 9am to 3pm. We have 6 hours, and everything needs to be done at 3pm sharp, because that's when the new passcodes start working. Understandably, we were stressed out. There was suddenly way too much to do, and our boss was simultaneously expecting that we would keep up our usual cleaning standard. 
but when our time per room plummets from 45 minutes to 25 minutes, obviously we're not able to clean everything the way we did before. We would get yelled at when we got bad feedback because there wasn't enough time to thoroughly clean enough. Customers who came in after our clean rooms were disappointed, and they took their business elsewhere. Also, my coworkers start calling in sick because they were burnt out. It was a mess, but our boss maintained the outlook that if he just pushed a massive amount of work on us, that we would somehow magically find an extra pair of hands and get everything done 100%. Last week, we had a meeting with my coworkers. We discussed the current situation, and to my surprise, everyone considered quitting. Out of loyalty to our longtime employer, the five of us agreed to have a meeting with our boss and tried to persuade him to hire more staff to bring the hotel back to its earlier standard. A couple days later, we had the said meeting. Our boss was still in denial, and he said we just need to up our pays and do things faster. He cited that most hotels give housekeepers 20 minutes to do everything. We pointed out that it's true, but in that case, he can't expect us to clean better than those hotels. He then scoffed and told us, If you don't like working here, then leave. I don't need you. And that was all we needed to hear. That night, we had another meeting amongst us cleaners. We checked our contracts and we realized that there's no agreed-on notice for resignation, as we're at will. So we were all going to take his advice. This morning at 9am sharp, the five of us paid our boss a visit. The look on his face when we simultaneously slammed down our resignation letters and marched out leaving no one to clean the whole hotel today will warm my heart for the rest of my days. He was absolutely stunned. He backtracked so hard, he tried to call us to talk things over. Nuh-uh, we just did what you told us to. Have fun replacing what was a motivated, loyal, and dedicated team of cleaners who made your business bloom. Oh boy, all because he wanted to save some money, right? Like, some owners really need to realize that they work for their employees as much as their employees work for them. And respecting their employees, especially when they're a dedicated team who keeps your business running smoothly, is super duper important to the business. Like, it is really hard to find employees that go above and beyond, and it sounds like the owner had an awesome team. And I hope they realize it when business tanks. So this story starts with me and my company. I'm a 30-year-old businesswoman who works in an IT service in a bank space. I'm the girl for everything, basically, but I'm a specialist for first-level support, administration, and backup, sometimes even networking. Even when I'm not head of my IT department, I basically had all the responsibilities of them. But unfortunately, my pay grade doesn't reflect that at all. I think of my boss of my IT department as kind of lazy, if not incompetent. He even brags about getting so much money for basically doing nothing. I have a 40-hour work week, but since the whole IT department's my responsibility, I need to keep track of the servers and maybe problems that can occur 24-7. And this is done mostly via emails. When the server status gives out a warning or a failure, I'll get notified. And then I'm fixing the problem over remote desktop or going to the company itself, even in my free time. Now, I wouldn't mind this, but I'm not getting paid for this. On the other hand, I'm getting punished when something's going wrong. My boss's boss wasn't that much better. Since it was a fancy bank, everyone should be in a suit the whole time, to let it look professional, best with a skirt and high heels. The only problem is, when you work in first-level support, you need to do a lot of behind-the-scenes work, like slipping under a desk, to do or repair cable management, or doing work on the server rack, and doing lots of other activities that makes you dirty. As you can imagine, this really wore out my business clothes really, really fast. 
And not only that, they were so impractical and they really made my work harder. So I changed my clothes to a comfy hoodie and work pants to fit the work I'm doing a bit better. When my boss saw me, he was furious and demanded that I can't look like a poor hobo inside his bank. I told him that I demand work clothes for both occasions because they're quite expensive and they get worn out quickly. He refused and I wasn't really happy about this. So this was pretty much the introduction. Well, someday, my boss's boss called me, and he had a plan. The guy wanted to create quiet hours, which means he didn't want his employees working on weekends to let them rest properly. Now, at first glance, you could say, hey, that's a nice idea. But no, he didn't like to pay them for overtime because he got in some legal trouble with overtime paying in general. But not only that, some employees have strict deadlines and they need extra time to get the work done. So my boss says to me, to actively ensure that no one can work over the weekend, he wants the following, to please make sure that no one can access their emails and remote desktop over the weekend. No exceptions. Since we had a ticket system and be able to attach emails to tickets, I asked him to write an official work task. And this is for two reasons. First, I like everything documented. And second, I have something to protect and secure myself if the task I was given is incorrect. And it's exactly this that saved me. So I was in my office desk again, thinking how to get the task done and what implication it'll have. And then it's clear to me what it meant. The email came from my boss with the task, and indeed he wrote, for everyone, no exceptions. Now I was thinking to myself, should I write them? What implications would it have? And after thinking, I thought of how I'm treated as a worker, and I decided, F it. I start working immediately at this task, and I make an automatic process to block every access to emails after Friday 6pm to Monday 6am. The weekend came, and it was Saturday. I was calm and relaxed, because if you haven't noticed by now, by cutting down everyone's emails, this means of course I don't receive updates on the servers. I can't possibly work on it, because my remote access is also cut, of course. I'm happy. It's Saturday, middle of the day, and I'm cooking myself and my husband a nice meal, and that's when my telephone rings, and it's my boss's boss. He talks with a stressed voice, and he tells me he can't access his emails. I needed a second to process this, but I responded, uh, that doesn't surprise me at all, since you ordered me to have everyone's email access cut off, without exceptions. Hearing that, he was angry, very angry, and he told me that this obviously doesn't count for him. I told him that he specifically told me that there are no exceptions, and he stated everyone. He then argued that this wasn't how he phrased it, so I reread him his own email. After that, he was silent for a moment. The guy noticed the flaw in his logic, and that's when I broke the silence and asked him, Sir, if you want access to your emails on the weekend, that's no problem. Please send me a request email, and I work first thing on Monday. A bit angry again, he replied that he wants to have it done immediately. And I calmly explained to him that I can't do this since my remote access is also blocked, like he ordered. So he hangs up, and 10 minutes later, he calls me again. He then calmly asked if I can fix the problem right now, and he'll pay me for overtime. He also wants me to be available at any time, which means I should receive my emails and be able to remote work and that this will raise my pay grade by a lot. I thought this was the perfect opportunity. I agree to that condition and a pay raise, but only when my coworkers and I finally get work clothes, and he agreed. Since then, my work situation has drastically improved, and mostly only because I maliciously complied, well aware of the consequences of the given task. OP is definitely the workplace hero in this one, guys. 
taught their boss some humility, got a well-deserved promotion, and made working conditions better for people. What a huge, huge win. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash entitled people episode, where a Karen keeps letting her kid destroy birthday parties because he's special. Go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.